My name is Jack Busby and I'm the Editorial Assistant at New Phytologist, a leading international plant science journal. As we're owned by a non-profit making organisation, we strive to promote plant science through events such as the New Phytologist Symposium Series and the annually awarded Tansley Medal for Excellence in Plant Science. I recently caught up with Professor Alistair Hetherington during the fourth New Phytologist workshop on synthetic biology at the University of Bristol. I spoke with Alistair about his research career and his new role as Editor-in-Chief of New Phytologist. Tell us about yourself and your career so far. I guess I started my career in the University of St Andrews and I went there to read, um, I read botany and after completing the first degree I stayed on to do a PhD with someone called Bob Crawford and that really was in the area of um, I guess what you would call ecophysiology and that really got me very interested in the way that plants respond to changes in their environment. I guess after I'd done that I then went to the University of Edinburgh to work with someone called Tony Troellis and this was a really interesting time in my career because Tony had really just started working on the role of calcium as a second messenger in plants and um, in fact I was his first postdoc in this area and I worked on calcium dependent protein kinases really exciting area because at that time it was just starting so that was great after a couple of years with Tony I then um, was fortunate to get a, a permanent position in the University of Lancaster as a I guess what's called a new blood lecturer this was in the mid-1980s. When I came to Lancaster, um, the uh, most senior professor in the department was Professor Terry Mansfield, who had had a, already an absolutely outstanding uh, a career in the world of stomatal biology. And he very generously made the world of stomata available to me, which is a fantastic, it's a fantastic system if you're interested in, in investigating signal transduction, which is my main interest. And I guess after Lancaster, I moved to Bristol, and I've been in Bristol now since 2006. What made you become interested in stomata and cellular signalling? Cellular signalling, I think initially because um, it's just one of these great topics. Uh, if, if you're interested, and I'm interested, in understanding how systems work, then cell signalling is, is about how, in this case, plant cells perceive extracellular signals and then it's understanding how the perception of the signal is eventually translated into the response. So it's the world of inside the cell. And um, it's, it's, a, it's one of the big questions, grand challenge to crack it. You've got to um, deploy a whole range of different techniques, which is exciting. Um, stomata, as I mentioned before, they're just a great system for doing it in because they've got this readout there. Um, it's very easy to provide the quantitative data on this. And this is, the, this is the key for understanding signaling. You've got to have this good readout. In addition to that, as I mentioned before, um, obviously um, in the world of Arabidopsis and other species which you can, I guess, um, stably transform, uh, you can ask a lot of questions using um, modern genetic techniques. But in addition to that, you've got the, the classical physiological techniques which were worked out many years ago for stomata. So it means that there's a battery of techniques available to really address the fundamental questions associated with what we call stimulus-response coupling. And tell us about the applications of your research. The big, the big area for stomatal research is all about this issue of what's called water use efficiency. Water use efficiency is of such great importance at the minute in the context of environment change in the context of food security. What water use efficiency really means is the amount of water that a crop uses per, say, tonne of grain that it actually produces. And 
I mean, there are some surprising figures out there. So plants can actually lose, through the stomata, 97% of the water they take up from the soil. So that's a massive amount of water which is immediately lost. So in terms of keeping the water in the soil, which is terribly important nowadays in terms of, um, uh, I guess, the overall context of food security, providing uh, food for the rapidly expanding um, world population, then keeping the water in the soil is, is important. So by manipulating stomata, and already some data which suggests this is going to be the case, we know that we can actually um, improve water use efficiency. So that's, that's the big tarmac, that's the big challenge. That's how it fits together. How long have you been involved with new phytologists? Since the, I think it's since the mid-1990s, so I think it's about 18 years. And uh, I started off under um, an editor called Professor Peter Ayres, and he very kindly uh, gave me the job of being Tansley Review Editor which is this wonderful job because it means that you're associated with uh, commissioning these wonderful times of review that we publish in New Phytologist. And that means interacting with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, the authors themselves. And of course, uh, one is involved in the production of these things. So I did that for many, many years. And um, I've now passed that over to Professor Liam Dolan at the University of Oxford, who's, who really is taking it forward in a really exciting way. So that's great. And then I became an editor, um, a sort of more standard editor. And then, of course, um, more recently, I guess the last um, the start of this month, I've become the editor-in-chief, taking over uh, from Professor Ian Woodward, who um, um, I guess has been a scientific collaborator and, and colleague on this journal for many, many years, and has really been responsible, as, as of course you know, Jack, for taking the journal to where it is today, which is a fantastic place. Uh, he really had a wonderful vision for the journal, so I just, I just kind of hope I can carry that on. And do you have a favourite Newfight paper? I've got lots and lots of favourites, and, and of course one's interests change over time, so if I went back many years I could identify something and say, I really thought that was, that was really insightful. But, you know, perhaps what I prefer to say is I've got lots of favourites, so knowing you were going to interview me, what I did was I just had a quick look at the latest edition, which is online at the minute. And there's a really nice paper there, which is actually in my field, um, but I just like it because it's, it's, it's kind of unexpected. And it comes from um, a group at the China Agricultural University in Beijing. Xilin um, Dong, I think, is the senior author. And what they've done is they've, they've done something, or they've found something really unexpected. There's a group of proteins which are called dehydrins, which we've known for years and years. Um, uh, these, uh, these build up during drought conditions, but the world's never been entirely sure what they do. And what this paper shows is apparently that um, in, in Medicago, um, one of the dehydrins appears to interact, or it, it, it may interact, with a protein called ICE-1 in Arabidopsis. And the upshot of this interaction is that there is a, um, this, is, this is intimately involved in the control stomatal development. So when when these um, Chinese scientists overexpress the Medicago um, dehydrin gene, they get a reduction in the number of stomata that form in the leaf surface. And this then actually this relates to the last question, which is about water use efficiency, because it makes these plants more drought tolerant. So I think this is a really neat piece of science. It's unexpected. I'm pretty excited about it. So that's the current favourite. What do you think sets new phytologists apart from other journals? The area we could explore is the fact that the publishing model 
which New Flight uses is, is different to our main major competitors. Our competitors are the plant cell, the plant journal, and plant physiology. And of course, these are journals which are really run by societies. As, as of course you know, the New Phytologist is run by a trust. Um, it's a not-for-profit organization. So that's different, but I suspect um, that's not really of particular interest to someone like yourself, um, uh, someone who is a plant scientist. So if we look at our competitors, again, I think, I think we've all got the same high production values. I think that the, all our competitor journals, just like us, are very interested in publishing exceedingly high quality science. So that's something we have in common. So to find something different, I think it's probably about content. And by content, I mean new phytologists will publish papers from DNA all the way up to ecosystems. And this is something really which our competitors, at least at present, don't really do. So I think it gives us the chance to take, if you like, the overview um, to provide the synthesis articles. So I think, I think that um, for those people who are interested in, um, I suppose you, call, you could call broad spectrum plant science, you will find these um, really high quality articles present in our journal. And what we do like to try and do, if, if possible, particularly through the reviews, is to try and provide the sort of um, the overview synthesis across multiple levels. So that's something which I think is, is something which will develop and historically really has been our area. You take over as editor-in-chief this month. Where do you see the journal's direction going during your tenure? The focus has always got to be about high-quality science. So it's all about continuing to publish insightful, high-quality review articles such as Tansley Reviews, publishing the results of um, rigorous, peer-reviewed, I guess insightful um, primary research papers, and also these other areas that we refer to as, as I guess, forum articles, for example. These, these are areas where it's an opportunity to discuss up-and-coming fields, sometimes a little bit provocative. So really the watchword is quality. I think, I think in terms of development, I'd like to see us, us develop um, in publishing terms what we call the sort of um, the front material in the journal. And that means use it as an opportunity to publish more articles which I think will be of um, interest to the broader plant science community. So perhaps more opinion pieces, perhaps look at journals that do this well, such as current biology, and see if there are interesting lessons we can learn from the way that they, they use the front part of the journal to, I think, some, really explore some very interesting areas, um, both in terms of... Um, contemporary biology and related to their published papers, but also also things which are of more general interest. So I'm very interested in that. I think that um, developments in publishing itself are, will mean that the face of the journal will inevitably change. So there's this whole area of what's called content enrichment, which is something which our publishers, Welly Blackwell, are developing at the minute. And this is going to be all about um, increasing, I think, the usefulness of the published paper. Um, so that's when one reads a paper having very easy to follow links that take you to data sets, take you to explanatory sections, take you to uh, novel image banks, this sort of stuff. This is very much the future and um, I'm very keen that we stay absolutely at the cutting edge of this and really um, explore all the possibilities. So there is a little bit of um, 
exploration, a little bit of cutting edge stuff, which will be fun for everybody, I hope. Why do you think young scientists should apply for the Tansley Medal? Young scientists should apply for the medal because, primarily because they're going to be excited by this. It's going to be good for them. If they get this, A, it's going to be great in their CV. And this, is, this is a good thing. The prize itself is, um, I think it's a couple of thousand pounds, which is great, which is, if you're a graduate student, for example, that's a lot of money. You can do a lot with that. In terms of um, the really the most kind of committed graduate students, I think it's an opportunity. If you've got something to say, this is a chance to really get your opinions published. Because what basically we do, we run a two-part competition here. First part of the competition, people are interested in Sunday's Mental send in their CV with a sort of covering letter which sort of outlines their sort of scientific vision, um, it's sort of background statement. We take a look at that and we speak to referees about them and then on the basis of that we, we do a shortlisting process. Shortlisting is, is a process that allows us to invite um, our shortlisted candidates to submit a mini review to New Phytologist. That's about um, 3,000 words if I recall. And um, then what we do is we read these and we decide the winner. But it's a fantastic opportunity. If you've got something new to see and you feel you can provide a synthesis, this is, this is, this is a great thing to do. It will, it will be your name appears, a new phytologist. It will be cited. It can also act, I think, as potentially a platform for a fellowship. Because if you're putting out some new ideas, it's, it's really great. I think it, gets your, it, it just gets your name known in the whole international community. So I think, I think it's a great thing. More information about the Tansy Medal and the New Phytologist Trust can be found on our website at www.newphytologist.org. To read the journal and for guidelines on submitting a paper, visit www.newphytologist.com.